Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Believe in Arizona Football Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in our team. Do you believe? My name is Eddie Law, and my co-host is, as always, former Arizona Wildcats corner, number five in your programs. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Shaquille Richardson. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. What's up, Eddie? How you doing? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's, everything's in question. In question, we don't know what, what's, what's happening with this whole with football. We're gonna get the play. We're not gonna get the play. We're gonna get have something to talk about. Like, <laughs> we, we, I don't know what's going on, dude. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's a lot to talk about, you know. But I don't know about this season. Not looking good. We'll see, man. There, there's, you know, there's, there's a little bit of hope, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute here. All right. Uh, folks, if you enjoy the show, please help us out by hitting that subscribe button on iTunes or any other podcast outlet you're listening to or watching this on. Uh, leave us a rating if you'd be so kind. We are available on your favorite podcast outlets, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And, of course, you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on social media. Uh, Shaq, now you've been watching the NBA playoffs, right? They've been doing the bubble mm-hmm. thing, actually mm-hmm. having some games. Mm-hmm. What's your feeling on the playoffs so far? Playoff Lake Show. I mean, he's automatic, you know, star power. We came out, you know, a little a little sluggish last night, but it's all good. Lake Show. I tell you what, man, the Nets killed me not beating the Blazers that last game and getting my sons in there, man. I was, we was so close. You need Devin Booker in there. You need him. No, Suns was nice. Suns, they did it amazing. I'm so, I was disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs. Right. Just because right. they were undefeated in the bubble. They were undefeated in the bubble. But, oh, they lost to uh, Portland, right? Oh no! They uh, no, they went undefeated. Oh, yeah, they never got a chance to make it to the to right. the playing game. Right, right. I was sitting there going like, man, we want to see D, you know, Dame versus Booker. That's what we want to see. D Book and yeah. Dame. We don't want to see. Right. I, I, I like John Morant like as much as the next guy. He's a big. He's, he's got a great future. But For come sure. on, man. Right, rookie of the year. They they put the rookie of the year in there. You know. Respect. Yeah. Hey, but look, I was thinking about Giannis on the Suns next year. Ooh, dude. I think that'd be the best. Oh. That'd be the best spot for him. They can pull it off, man. That's crazy. Jimmy Butler kind of sunning him right now. So. He's free. That's why he needs somebody like, like Devin Booker that can score you 50, 60, mm-hmm. you know, and shoot the ball when he's not shooting. He just want to dunk every day. Oh, man, if that happens, man, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> yeah. you right now. Yeah, Aiden. So that's that size. You yeah. got in that center, and you got – uh. anyways. Yeah, no. it's it's It'll, it'll get good. So – I, you know, I'm, I'm, I was not much of a betting man. I'm not normally an online betting man whatsoever. Normally, I leave that stuff for the occasional, you know, Las Vegas trip. But with bet online, I've actually been placing some bets, dude. So mostly on MMA fights in the UFC. But man, after seeing the Lakers finish off the Blazers with LeBron dropping a big triple double, and then AD had that monster game in the same game with him, you know, I'm, I was thinking about putting some money on LA to get to the finals. Although, you know, last night's game one kind of got me worried for a second. But but don't you know, don't worry, easy call. Rockets, they can't, they can't, they can't. They got James Harden guarding Anthony Davis. Right. I can't do that a whole series. You're not going to win a seven-game series like that. James Harden get one block in the entire playoffs, and he thinks he's a defensive player. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come he's on, man. Better. He's been playing better, but he can't stop AD. No, no, I'm not happening. AD, AD's going to explode next game. So, you know, it's what it is. Um, so, anyway, take advantage of sports being back and getting on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. There's always the online casino as well, and it, it never closes. It's it's online. It's 24 hours a day. So head over to betonline.ag today. Sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports books, ex, sports book experts. All right. So yeah, I might want some money. I'm telling you, <laughs> man. You, you I, look. I just, I'm not. I'm not a gambler when it comes to like online. I've never done it till now. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, you go. Oh, okay. All right. Hey. There you go. Let's see what happens. I had him in six, but all right. All right. 
So unfortunately, we had to start the show in a bit of a, I, I would say, downer. Um, three, two big basketball names. One, uh, uh, I would say Hollywood name, I guess, but we'll talk about it in a second. Um, Lou Olson, legendary Arizona head coach uh, that led us to countless NCAA tournaments. A 1997 final national title. I mean, I could read his, his, his resume. You know, he passed away August 27th at the age of 85. Um, Olson went to, he, he went 589 and 187 and 24 seasons at Arizona. His resume includes four Final Four appearances, 23 consecutive NCAA tournaments, 11 Pac-10 titles, and a national title in 97, like I said, with the Mike Bibby team. He's a basketball Hall of Famer, a college basketball Hall of Famer. He has a statue outside McHale Memorial Center where his name and his late wife's names uh, names are on the court. It's the Lute and Bobby Olsen court. You've ever been inside McHale Center. Mm -hmm. So uh, rest in peace, Coach Olsen. Yeah, um, Coach. Yeah, man. Yeah, Coach. It's a legendary coach, and we don't have that many, that many of those in, in, in the state of Arizona. Right. He's the guy. Arizona basketball does. Yeah, he, Arizona basketball. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Did you ever? Did you ever get the to meet Lou, Lou Olson? No, I don't think I did. I go met the new coach. Um, what, I mean, uh, the coach that's Sean Miller. Who you say? Sean Miller. Yes, yeah, Sean Miller. Yeah, yeah. I don't know his name, but yeah, Sean Miller. I met him. He's been there. He was there, you know, the whole time I was there doing mm -hmm. great with uh, Derek Williams and you know all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I got to uh, I got to talk to Lou Olson for a few minutes as a student. I got to interview him. He had come back for some alumni thing, and I literally mm -hmm. like he was walking outside McHale Center, and I was like, "Oh, hey, coach!" And he's like, "You know, I, I guess that never goes away." Yeah. Hey, coach, and his head oh, just yeah, spins he, over. Yeah, that's what he is. And I got to talk to him for a few minutes, and I was just like, you know, telling him, you know, he's an inspiration and all that. So, um, so yeah, hearing the news, it's like, hey, man, you know, you you, I guess you're on this earth for. His, for such a short time, you hope mm -hmm. to leave an imprint. And this man mm -hmm. will never be forgotten, especially not in this state. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So rest in peace, Lou Olson. Yeah, him. yeah. And, thank, and thank you. And thank you, absolutely. Um, and of course, an another heavy one, uh, another legendary coach, basketball coach. Everyone remembers those Big East battles back in the day: Syracuse, Georgetown, all these other teams. Um, John Thompson, man, John Thompson passed away. Uh, 78 years old. He um in Arlington, Virginia. I mean, the guy's two-time. He was a what two-time NBA champion as, as a player. Um, he won an NCAA championship. This, this, this he coached the like, everybody. Allen Iverson. But here's here's my favorite part about him. And and I know it's kind of I want to say cliche, but it's kind of a thing that that, that a lot of people have to bring up about him. 97 percent graduation rate well, yeah, for his player. Right. That was amazing. Nobody, nobody has that these days. Nobody. Nobody, dude. Everyone leaves for the NBA early, which they should if they want to, you know, if they want to. But, dude, 97%, and you had guys like Iverson, you had you, you have all these dudes, man. Yeah, dude, that, that one's like another guy that left an imprint, man. What do you think about John Thompson? Man, 2020's been crazy. R.I.P. Kobe, Chadwick, Bozeman. Chadwick, Bozeman, another one, man. Uh, that, that dude, Chadwick, the Chadwick Bozeman story was like, Damn, because you didn't know he was hurting. You didn't know he was right. he was going through anything. Right, and when he did that interview for uh, Jackie Robinson Day, you know he yeah. probably he looked a little a little thinner. Yeah, was giving him you know giving him you know grief for it, and turns out he had colon cancer. That's crazy. Four year battle. Right and, before and, he, before all the movies. Before, yeah, yeah. Did, he did like, the movies. All, all, hurting. all our good all the all the movies that he did that we like love even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, he was battling something very, very for me. No, very dude, serious. the strength, the strength of that guy, right. man. Right. The strength and toughness to, to film Black Panther 
And he was filled out for that. He wasn't like super skinny. He was right. filled out. Right. And to keep it to yourself through all this mm-hmm. through judgment, through, you know, all type of criticism about your weight and all type mm-hmm. of stuff. You know, it's it's very easy to be like, look, I'm going through chemo. That's why I look like this. He didn't do any of that. It was interesting that he kept it all to himself. Yeah, man. That's uh that's integrity. And that's 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 just that's just like I don't know. It's there's so many things to say about that dude. But 43 years old, you know, passed away young, but he left a another guy left an imprint in such a short time. So Sure uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. All right. Um, I was gonna say any other one. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's as far as that goes. All right, let's get into some football, man. Because and it's not gonna get much brighter. I'm not gonna lie to you, people. Uh, we we are in a. We, it's no secret that, that that you know the coronavirus pandemic has put a lot of normal life on hold. The bars are for the most part closed. Uh, gyms are just not opening, depending on where you're on the on the in the country. Restaurants are limiting capacity. Small businesses that were you know closed up until recently, and, and even in Arizona, we're still dealing with a lot of the restrictions. With local governments trying to get a hold in the pandemic, but college sports have been affected greatly, especially Pac-12. So, yeah. Um, on August 11th, the Pac-12 voted to postpone all fall sports until at least January 2021. What did you think of the decision to postpone? Uh, honestly, I think it was a good decision. If the students can't go to school, then I don't think you should be able to play football. Honestly, uh, yeah, protect the student athletes. The student part comes first. I don't. I don't really appreciate sometimes how. Even though football generates most of the money, you know, they start mm-hmm. treating them like employees, but they don't pay them like employees. If you're you're working now, you're working for the business side of NCAA, but, you know, you're not getting paid like a, like an employee. You're getting paid like, you know, an amateur athlete. And if you're just a student that goes over here to play sports and students can't go to school, then you shouldn't be able to go over here and play sports. But, you know, it's different in different parts of the country. Some uh, conferences are going ahead with it. You know, I support them for sure. As long as they do the proper testing, the proper, you know, safety protocols, it's going to be expensive. I think it can be done if everybody is protected, you know, daily testing, you know, quarantine for the most part, as best you can, you know, social distancing, everything, keep the players isolated. Then I think you have a successful safe season. It might be even safer than being out in the world, but I don't. I support you know the Pac-12, Big Ten. I think uh, if if their medical official said they don't, then put your uh, kids first. And as far as recruiting, just let yeah. people know that hey, we're putting we're putting our our players first. You know, we're we're protecting our players. We're mm-hmm. not thinking about the bigger picture. We're thinking about the safety and the future of our players, not you know the the business of things. So mm-hmm. don't mind it. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. And, you know, there's there's other parts of the country, like you said, that were, they're trying to play. ACC is trying to play. Of course, they're trying to play. Uh, SEC is trying to play. All these other places are trying to play. Um, and, again, it's, it's you know, we're in the United States. We, we could do that. We can all have a different opinion, right. especially when we're kind of – right now we're being kind of left to our own devices as far as, I guess, a, a government leadership is concerned. We're kind of left to our own devices. Right. All, all, the, conferences have their own, all the conferences have their own choice, whether they want to yeah. play or not. So that's like everybody is just separating, do your own thing in your own yeah. part of the country. Although, uh, uh, oh man, the, the, the coach, the uh, Clemson head coach, though, coming out saying that if the Pac 12 doesn't play and the Big Ten doesn't play, it's like, oh, it doesn't take away from the national championship. And I'm just like, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> I didn't know national championship. It, it doesn't know. They should still have it. I think they should yeah. still have it. No, but you think like, like if you win that, you can actually call yourself a national champion when like two, well, two conferences didn't play? Um, I mean, yeah, for the most part, it's been SEC versus SEC anyway, SEC versus sure. anyway. So, I mean, it'll be, you know, there haven't been no Stanford's, haven't been no SCs, Arizona's for the pack. We haven't even made it, you know, <laughs> yeah. for the past couple of years anyway. 
So I, whoever's playing, whoever's playing, mm. go ahead and play. You know, that's like uh, if you're playing football outside. If you if you're scared to play in the street, True. then you know don't play. I'm not saying you know it's Pac-12, Big Ten are scared to play, but hey, if you don't want to roll the ball out there, then you know the ball keep rolling. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Like if you want to play, don't play. But we're gonna keep going. That's a good point. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, here's how it happened as far as the Pac-12 goes postponing the season so the story is that during a zoom call the day before the announcement so on august 10th mm-hmm. um you know the, the athletic directors coaches from all the pac-12 schools joined commissioner larry scott uh pac-12 commissioner larry scott and a group of pac-12 medical experts to talk about the pandemic now one of the doctors led a powerful presentation that basically put everybody on notice man because according to, to the athletic uh pac-12 doctors cited concerns about a heart about uh, heart related issues stemming from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So we've had heart issues all over the place with football. Yeah. And cited in the presentation, according to, to a coach who remained nameless in the story, um, were cases of a twenty uh, of 27-year-old Eduardo Rodriguez, who is an, a major league baseball pitcher with the Red Sox, um, an offensive lineman from Indiana. He got taken to the emergency room with the heart issues after dealing with COVID. And uh, Michael Ojo, who was a former uh, Florida State basketball player, who had recovered from COVID but passed away from a heart attack not too long ago. Th- that's just to name a few. Like, Young athletes, right? Like guys yeah. that were in shape and healthy. Mm-hmm. And then not too long after that, after that, ESPN came out with a report linking COVID-19 to uh, myocarditis, I think is how you say it. And, and so myocarditis is, is inflammation of the heart, which mm-hmm. can result in heart failure. So, dude, we're talking healthy young guys. Yeah. All right. Healthy young guys. Let, and, let, let one guy, let one, you know, college player from these teams that's going, let them die at work or anywhere related. And that's why they're trying to keep all the uh, the results private. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to keep all the results private. Each school is not telling everybody um, how many positive tests or if they're positive, if they're negative. Let one kid pass away from COVID while playing these football games. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. If you're going to do it, you got to keep them safe. Because if you're not keeping them safe, then you're uh, taking advantage of them, of the of the kids, you know, they're 18, but they're not even 21. Not even 21. Don't, don't get paid. Can't can't buy their own jersey. And right. you want to do that? Don't have a choice, really. If your team go, your team go. You can opt out, but is that already a benefit for you? Right. Exactly. So the popular thought before this whole thing, you know, before you know the sports got uh, postponed and canceled. Was that it's 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 old people and people with pre-existing conditions that were in danger. Now we're talking healthy young folks, right? right? But we know the heart issues have always been a problem when it comes to sports, especially football. So doctors did repeatedly say there's a lack of information on COVID, and which is a big part of the decision to postpone. There's just not enough information on it yet. Mm-hmm. It's just again the unknown, man. The unknown is what's scaring everybody. Right. Or at least two. At least two conferences are scared out of their minds right now. Yeah. That's because I mean, with the with I mean, you should listen to your doctors. Uh, you know, don't, don't fault them for that. But I feel like if you wanted to have the season, then you just have to you know put in the the financial backing to you know harbor say a safe environment for the student athletes. They can spend the money. NCAA, see how NCAA just took their stuff right out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Took all responsibility out. They want to be hands on with everything else. What they got to do is to the athletes. Oh, he's suspended. He's suspended. He can't do this. He can't do that. But when it comes to this situation, they say, all right, y'all all on your own. And we'll just stay in control of, of everybody. But y'all make their own decisions. And now I don't think that was a responsible. I think the NCAA should have kicked back some of that money and provided, you know, safety protocols for all this, all the, everybody in the NCAA. If, if, 
if you're getting credit for all the NCAA, you know, benefits or these players and these conferences are basically, I didn't know the conferences work independently from the NCAA until this year. Yeah. I thought the NCAA was, you know, basically in control of all the conference collectively and they could make decisions for the conferences. I didn't know they could just take a, a back seat. I just want the kids to be. I just want the kids to be healthy. I love football. I want to watch it this year. I just want the kids to be safe first and foremost. Man, safe, safe, and everything. And, and I, I mean, huh? I want them to be transparent. You know, like not telling right. the cases and everything. Tell me that there's no positive cases. That's what I want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. No, and you're right. The financial backing of it. The NCAA. As soon as it came to money, NCAA is like, oh what? <laughs> we we don't we have nothing to do with that. <laughs> See, I'm profit. Yeah, profit. We haven't made any money. And call yourself a nonprofit, man. <laughs> we haven't made any money. We don't have any extra money laying around. We're broke. Oh, that's crazy. And they leave it to the schools to do all this stuff, man. Leave it to the schools. That's not, that's not, how do you just, that's like a dad just being a dad. And then once, you know, something goes wrong, they just leave. Exactly. No, dude. And then, you know, like, for example, like Division One, for the most part, most schools have enough money to survive for a while. And D2, D3, like D3 schools were like, nah, we're done. We're out. Like, we're, we're right. canceled. They ain't got money for that at right. all. Right. If I, if I was an athlete, though, I would just, you know, or sure, I am an athlete, but if I was in college still, yeah. man, I would I would have to, like, get a trainer. Yeah. I'll get an A1 trainer. I had a trainer in Arizona, uh, Will Sullivan. He was out in Phoenix. Yeah. And uh, once in my junior to senior year, I trained with him all, all season. And, man, I came back sharp as individual, you know, one-on-ones after you got film, have somebody, a, a separate coach or get with your coach, watch the film, Get better, work on little things, and they could. Uh, it could I could see a lot of players making a big jump from having a year off if they actually, you know, did the right things as far right. as like, getting better. You can, you can get better, you know, you can get better in this time for sure. Players. Right, definitely, definitely not a time to sit down and just chill and wait and see what happens. Yeah. So, just on a short note here, a couple of days ago, the Pac-12 did announce a partnership with uh, Quidel Corporation to supply daily rapid tests that could help bring back football activities and possibly bring college football back sooner than January 2021. It, to me, it's a long shot, but the, the, the biggest key to me was that the test results, you take a test and it's back within 15 minutes, which to me, the biggest part of it is, is it allows for uh, your shorter, you know, yeah. better contact tracing, right? Mm-hmm. You can find out who you talked to in the last 20 mm-hmm. to 24 hours and be like, no, 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 everyone go home. Stay inside. Right. Right. want to spread this thing. Or you go home. Yeah, or you go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody else should stay. Yeah, yeah. everyone's if, if everyone else tests negative, you go home. Just go right. for two weeks, and we'll see you right. in a couple weeks. You'll be no, right. I think I think that that would be inducive to you know having a season this year if they if they uh have around the clock testing every day testing uh fifteen minute results. I don't think I don't see why you can't have a te- have a season. I feel like if they implement that and they and they get all their players tested and they go two weeks with with no positive tests, right. I think the season of boom kick off. Yeah, and usually when they announce a partnership, it means the school is not paying all of the you know out of pocket completely. Yeah. They usually right. you know advertising exchange or whatever contracts. Yeah, I think yeah, I, if they do that, I think the season will start in the next you know, a week or so after that. You know, they'll just say, hey, forget it, let's just start it up. We got a game. You know, get probably give them two weeks training camp, and then hey, we're playing eight, ten games this year, eight games this year. Yeah, if nobody, if they don't make their money, if nobody is sick. Exactly. Exactly. No, you're right. All right. Um, now we got to look at the other side of the coin of this sort of. We got players and parents wanting to be wanting there to be false sports. And as long as, you know, certain health, like we were talking about now, as long as certain health safety guidelines are met and we got other conferences saying that they won't, you know, that, that they're going to play other conferences saying they won't play this fall. Um, 
we're dealing with a lot of transferring, right? Now, you know, you, 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 you're a college athlete, but let's talk about um, some of the guys that are leaving us, unfortunately, yeah. getting in there. So the Schooler brothers are gone. Now, wide receiver Brendan Schooler had transferred over here from, to Arizona from Oregon, never even got to suit up and play for the Wildcats. Was he even good? I don't know, man. You know, I looked tape over, he was all right. He was, he, I mean, I, you could see, like, like, you know, the potential was there to be really good. Was he better than 10? Nah, not better than Joyner. Who's our other receiver? We got another shorter receiver who's good. I can't remember his name. Um, I might look up the, the roster real quick. But uh, no, he was solid, but he would have helped a lot. Five. Don't they have receiver number five? Castile? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he yeah, yeah. He decent. He's he's got it solid. Again, we had a hard time with Khalil back there, you know, running for his life every two seconds. Right. We don't got that problem. Yeah, yeah. Now you know, hopefully that old line you know holds enough for Grant Gunnell. Gunnell needs to stay upright. Um but the biggest loss to me out of the Schooler brothers, younger brother, linebacker Colin Schooler, who is a mm-hmm. tackling machine, mm-hmm. also transferred out of U of A and hopes of playing this fall. He's landed with the Texas Tech Raiders. Funny enough, those two teams play each other on September 26th. So brother against brother, literally <laughs> in the field at the exact same time. Yeah. After transferring out. That's dope. It should have yeah. went to school. But no, probably different, but different needs, you know. Yeah. Um, right. I mean – you know, I don't blame I don't blame anybody for transferring in this time. If they want to take advantage of this year, you know, they have the you know, I you know, the players should able to be should be able to be in control of their career mm-hmm. more than you know they allow players. Like there's a transfer portal now, which is good because before when I was playing, you transfer, you got to sit out a year. If you transfer, mm-hmm. you got to sit out two years. So it's like now being able to transfer for a better opportunity for yourself. I support that 100. percent we're losing some good players and Tony Fields. We lost Tony Fields. I like Tony, Tony Fields. Fields. I was I was looking forward to actually uh watching him play next year. But uh we're gonna need uh we're gonna need some players to you know step up. And I think we should heavy on offense, heavy, heavy offense. Yeah, it's hard to develop a defense in a day. Right. You know, offense, you can you can score a touchdown in one play. Defense is hard to stop somebody, you know, a whole game. Right, right. No, you said Tony Fields off to West Virginia, the Mountaineers. Um, there, there is a former U of A coach there, uh, working with their defense. So I'm, I'm sure oh, the yeah, familiarity is there. A die, a die, coach. A die. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I know a die. A die worked there when I was at when I was at Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> coach. Yeah, and I know his brother were well. Jalil die for the Chargers, mm-hmm. or he played for the Houston Texans now. Mm-hmm. We training off season. Yeah, those my guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he off to West Virginia too, and and the familiarity with and all that with a defensive coach with any coach really, but. Yeah. That always helps. So for sure. Um, but you're right. We need uh, the, the, this defense is gonna have to step up big time. You know, you, we also have two top tacklers, man. We don't have to be an offensive team. You lose right. two top tacklers like that for next year to compete. We're gonna have to have like a top, you know, top five, top ten offense, yards, touchdown points, and all that type of stuff. I mean, I like our quarterback. Uh, I like our receivers. I gotta pay attention more to the O line. We need to. I think we just need to go heavy offensive powerhouse. Because we got a quarterback that could has a lot of potential. If we could propel this quarterback to be like, you know, one of the a top, you know, top five quarterback in the league, I, I feel like he'd be like a top five pick. Not top five pick, but a top five quarterback in the draft. Mm-hmm. If he, you know, Maybe. continues continues to get better. He's young. He got two, three years to get better. Win some games. Got to win. And with uh, Coach Sumlin, I think, you know, you can get him the yards, the accolades, the low turnovers, everything he needs to, to be a, a good prospect. You know, he's taller. 
Right, and that's the word on Grant Gannell from from you know all these other outlets and everything talking about he's a preseason pick to be a really good quarterback and all that. That's what they were saying. They, they used to say that about Nick Foles too. Like people when Nick Foles transferred from Texas or from from uh, from where did he transfer from Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when he transferred over, he um you know people were saying like oh he ain't gonna be you know he ain't gonna be nothing but a regular backup and everything. It's like nah, well yeah, a backup that won a Super Bowl, dude. What are you talking about? Nah, Nick Foles, my guy. Yeah, Nick Foles, dude, Nick Foles is the man. Like, you never would have thought that dude would have ended up, you know, winning the Super Bowl like that. I would. He had the prettiest deep ball. Pretty. Yeah, he did. No, I remember that. Yeah, and pretty. I definitely got faith in uh, Nick Foles. He yeah. was uh, he with the Bears now, too. They're going to they gonna do a lot better now, too, if they let him start. Yeah. He's yeah, well, starter, he's starter, right? No, nah, Trubisky starting. They just announced it. Okay. Yeah, but you know Trubisky, man, he'll give that job up pretty quick. Okay, right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting him down. It's just we watch, like I, I watch too much football. Yeah, and and, and if he and if he does, Nick Foles will be right there, ready. They got good defense. They got Eddie. Uh, what's his, Eddie? Uh, the DB or the DB oh. Eddie, Eddie something? A baller at safety. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Khalil, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, the train. So they got you know I like I like Nick Foles. Their linebacker core is crazy. Uh, over in, in Chicago, so that's yeah. definitely a team to watch with the season starting. What next week or the week after? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's this week. Next week, it's in a couple next. days, probably Monday night I football. I want to say it's next week, but I'm not sure. But either way, um, yeah. So that uh, as far as those guys go, like we're I don't know, we're hoping for the best with Grant Gannell, with Jamar Joyner, um, running back wise. I forgot who we grabbed or running who we have at running back, but it's you know a bunch of young guys. You said you're like bottom line. Transfers and all that. We need the young guys to step up, right? And, and get to it. Um, as far I'm as the re- defense, I'm scared for the defense. Yeah, we're not going to be a defensive team this year. <laughs> we're not. If we play, we're not going to be defensive at all. We need to yeah. put up as many points as possible, and at the very least, be entertaining enough for the East Coast writers that put up all the headlines to watch us a little bit. Right. So. When I get in there, when I get in there, I'm the staff. I'm recruiting the D linemen. There you go. Get the D-line and the DBs going, man. All right. So keep in mind, the NCAA Division One board, he's Division One, has approved a free year of eligibility for all fall sports uh, athletes, regardless of how much they play this season. So if they do play, they don't play, they get an extra year according to NCAA. Now, this could impact how many scholarships athletes uh, a program has. I saw some places have, like, uh, now that they're doing that, they're going to have like, a ridiculous amount of scholarship athletes. I don't know how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Um but it, it is this, you know, COVID twenty twenty is a mess. First of all, to begin right. with, right? Um, I, I mean, for these for these guys, I mean, if I'm a junior and I'm using this, if I'm a junior and I miss my junior year and I'm going to my senior year and I get another year, I mean, hopefully I don't need that other year. You know, hopefully I do. I made my growth from my junior year, even though I didn't play. I made growth from the last game to my next mm-hmm. game. Because a lot of growth can be made off the field with little details and technique and habits and stuff like that. Right, that could you know make some improvements for next year. So if I'm a junior, I'm gonna just you know put the, put in all my work this this off season, like I'm still playing the season, get better, and then next year do my thing, try to get up out of there. If don't use it a year if you don't got to use it, I would. You know? Right, because you're just getting older and it's just more risk of injury. Some of the guys are opting out and training and getting ready for the league. That's not a right thing either. No, and that's what I saw. I was like, if you have the resume already, right. go. You right. might as well go. Train up, you're ready for the combine. It's like this is a weird year. You know, they're still gonna pick who they believe is good from last year. It's gonna right. be players, but they're not they're gonna forget about some players, but they're not gonna forget about some of the players that you know are already 
top one, top two at their position, you know, had, you know, top five in stats last year. Mm-hmm. Some of those players, they don't even have to play. Like Gronk, you see when Gronk did it? Gronk, uh, Gronk, he played, sat out, and then went league. <laughs> yeah, well, he played, broke his, I forgot the exact injury. He messed with his back up, had surgery, mm-hmm. and just trained his butt off, dude. Like, yeah. Right. And Football is gonna be football, you know. So if you if you clearly can play football already, you know, yeah. you have to prove to us that you can play football again on the college level. We already know you can play football. Your body ready? Then come on. About the only, not only, but one of the things that would help for these some of these guys to stay and take the extra year if they, they choose to, at least as far as sophomores and juniors go, is is the leadership quality of a team. Man, we talk about this all season long. Last season, we lacked leadership from top to bottom. It seemed like. Tony Fields is the only guy on the on the on the, on the field that cared. Yeah, and and the, you can't have that on, on a team. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, we had a different you know defensive coach last year. Right. Offense, we're going back and forth for at quarterback. So you know it's hard to have a direction. But no, I'm, I'm I'm interested to know what's going on over there. I want to get in there actually and see what's up. Hit him up, see what's going on, dude. Like, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, behind closed doors, every you know, things would be completely different. But yeah, after, you know, go ahead. Mm, no, go ahead. We uh, after we had Coach Meat, uh, Coach Meat was a DB coach. I, I heard that they were like without a DB coach for like two, three months. Well, okay. I remember like, I like two months, you know, without a DB coach. I'm like, dang, I wish I would have known that. I would have popped in. <laughs> see what's up. Yeah, why not, dude? Hey, come back to the desert. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so as far as uh, I don't know if you got to take a look at the 2020 uh, the the recruiting class, mm-hmm. and if you've looked at it, has anyone stood out to you? I haven't looked at it. Yeah, look, so we have a lot of guys. We have obviously we have they, they usually only highlight the big you no know, big names, right? We have a lot of three star guys and all that. Um, as far as enrolled goes, we have this quarterback from Gilbert named Will Plummer. Um, mm-hmm. His brother, I want to say his brother plays quarterback for Purdue, and then. Um, Offensive tackle Woody Jean from from Florida. And I, look, I'm always a fan of getting Florida guys. All right, Florida guys, oh, wait, Florida and Texas guys. Wait. I just put this up. We're okay. ranked 11th out of the Pac-12. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Oh man, it's not great. But 2021, the 2021 recruiting class though, um, mm. supposedly is pretty solid for us. Let me pull it up real quick. Let's see. Um, yeah, 2021 supposedly like there's a lot of like talk about can Arizona save the 2021 class and all that with the Pac-12 not playing, which is a huge mm-hmm. point because you can always uh, uh, you can always you know lose guys on that. But um, as far okay as far as the recruit goes, right now with the way things are going, and I want to see more D linemen on this list. D tackle, we six, don't have that many. Six seven two fifty. Yeah, I like that. You yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, big guys. I like, I like, yeah, I like, I like that. I'm just looking out here. I only see, only see like one, only see like one D tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, on quarterback. If if you got a defense that gets pressure on a quarterback and stops the run, you'll have mm-hmm. a good team. Period. No, I agree. All right, so I'm looking at the 2021 class, and according mm-hmm. to uh, uh, 247 sportscom mm-hmm. we're ranked. Actually, I can, you know what I could do? I can actually pull this up on a screen, dude. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Um, here we go. All right, so I don't know if you can see that or not, but oh, yeah, um, right. there you go. So we have uh, uh sorry, out of the Pac 12, we're ranked six Wait, next right? year. Okay, okay, 2021. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 47th nationally, which nationally is pretty solid. Um, yeah, no, yeah, let's see. Uh, what else? Yeah, so we running back, wide receiver, 
so two running backs, wide receiver Tyrese Johnson. I've heard of him, but I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep going back through here. Kevon Garcia, uh, Jaquaz, uh, right, and then uh, Jamarian Peterson, Jackson Bailey, Colby Cage. Now, these are all guys that are committed, they're not signed yet, obviously, they're mm-hmm. signing day until later. Mm-hmm. But looking at this list, man, oh, 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 oh yeah, uh, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, running back. Another linebacker. We're mm-hmm. this is a heavy defensive, yeah. Heavy defensive. Maybe, man, maybe they heard you, man. <laughs> I know. I need, to, I need to come over there. Maybe they heard you to visit some of these kids, get them in here. Yeah, maybe they heard you. Like, hey, we need more defense, couple tight ends, defensive tackle. Tackle, yeah. See, it's some defensive players, man. Here's a corner out of Texas, Tyler Texas, Jaclyn Morgan, 6'1, 175. Oh, yeah. Sounds like some speed and some you probably got probably got some height on him too. Got some size for sure. Yeah. So again, like like 2021 looks a lot better. We're always looking forward, hoping for the best for next year and all that. But mm-hmm. uh as far as this 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 you know 2020 class goes, like man, this is gonna be rough. Now people may I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why, but like people calling for Kevin Sumlin's head since last season. You know, I mean they want his job. Um not yet, not yet. Yeah, exactly, man. Especially with this recruiting class next year, I think if this if this twenty twenty one class stays together, you got to keep him for another season. You got to give him a chance to get his guys in there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, as a coach, you got uh, you got to everybody's job is depending on it. You know, for a coach, everybody is um is a result. It's a results based you know results based business. Right. So you got you got to win. You got to get wins. You got to be productive. You got to compete. Be competitive. So even if you don't have any players, you gotta coach them up and be competitive. You know, right? Uh, it is what it is. It's gonna be is what it is. You know. Yeah, hey, hit them up, man. They might need a DB coach in there quick. I'll get them right. Get picks. picks. <laughs> Ten picks on the season. Hey, hey, man. We we led the season. Uh, we led the nation last last year for like three weeks before uh, everything the wheels fell off. So. Right. I can just. I already know that I, if I if I got up in there, I'll be able to point out different things, different little bitty, different little details that I put, you know, kids a whole step ahead. Just little minor details and reading keys and knowing where to place your eyes and how to, you know, decipher a play and, you know, the progression of a play to eliminate all types of different, you know, things that could happen. And it's all right. As the play started, 10 things could happen. All right, now the play snap. Now eight things can happen. Now it's one play into the snap. Now it's only, you know, four things that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, after you eliminate that that quick, all right, out of these four things, this team likes doing, you know, boom, boom, two and three. They like doing two and three more. Or this this team, they like doing one and four more. So then you cut it down to two things and then you make it in play. Yeah. Uh, so – Hey man, here's hoping we get a season next year, right? And then maybe get you in there and see what's up. Next year for sure. We'll have a season next year. Yeah. All right. Before we end, just to talk about former Wildcats, we were talking about Gronk a second ago. These uh the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Super Bowl. That is crazy. They, as soon as I didn't forget and the Fournette got cut, I was like, look, man, he's either gonna go Belichick's either gonna bring him in on cheap or Bruce Aaron's gonna grab him. They got Fournette too. Yeah, Fournette, Leonard Fournette, and uh, they got Eddie. Yeah. Dude. They're gonna be nice, and they got Chris Godwin and, and Mike Rick Evans, dude. Okay, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You got Fournette, Shady. You got Rojo. You got uh, uh, Mike Evans. That offense is stacked. What that offense is stacked. That's what it's, our offense to be easy, <laughs> right? That's what you want, right? But you do is like so, yeah. So, and then Brady, and let, let Miz be Tom Brady. 
Huh? You know, let him be Tom Brady. There you go. Go ahead. I'm telling you right now, man. Like, like you know, and again, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. But when Tom Brady retires, he needs to start the the the, the, the TB12 Academy. Start bringing in quarterbacks. Right, for sure, because he could teach them a lot of stuff too. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. That's not that's past you. Feel me, physical. That's past physical. Yeah. It's all mental. It teach you all mental before the snap. Tell you where the where the play is gonna be. What they de- what defense they're in. You know, pressure everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are you thinking here with the Bucks, man? You you calling for the Super Bowl? Oh, the oh yeah, the Bucks, yeah, I thought you were talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, and no, but oh no, no, they're down 0-3. You can't Jimmy Butler, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler too much, boy. Dude, Jimmy Butler would be if, if if everyone on the on Arizona had Jimmy Butler's attitude, we'd be undefeated forever. No, yeah, for sure. And that's crazy how he went from team to team to team with that same attitude, and didn't seriously, fit, it didn't fit in. That attitude was, you know, not all teams want to win. It, teams want to harbor or cater to superstars. So you might be catering to a soft superstar and then your whole you know organization is soft, but you're still catering because you paid him that much money, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like a, a dude like Jimmy Butler, he just want to win. Yep, yep. Hey man, uh, Pat Riley's not the kind of guy that's gonna cater to anybody. That dude right. that dude would have traded LeBron if he had to. Some coaches like that mentality. Yeah, you know, they like we we want dogs in there. We, yep. we want people that's gonna fight. We don't want, you know. This is different, you know, organizations, different people bring in different type of things, you know. It is what it is. Yeah, but exactly. Bucks win the Super Bowl. I got the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl? All right. Bucks versus uh Bucks and the Chiefs. There ain't no stopping Patrick Mahomes. That'd be a crazy game. That'd be dude, that'd be the highest rated game ever. That's what viewership and all that and sponsorship. Offense is going crazy. Ooh, that'd be so much fun to watch. All right, man. Um, so as we got nothing else, uh, this is we can wrap it up. So that's gonna do it. For this episode, ladies and gentlemen, please remember to subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast outlet, and you can follow my co-host on Twitter, Instagram, everything else. What is your uh, your uh, handle there? Dr. Four Unruly. There you go. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Elaw32 and on IG at Elaw52. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for believing. We'll see you guys next time. Go Wildcats, and as always, bear down. Bear down, go Wildcats. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.